It's Elite POV. Coming live to your area on Twitch.tv. Yo, it's clear to see when you open up your feed that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. We bring the heat to your screen every week cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. So understand every time that we speak that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. Our three letters is all you'll ever need cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. This is how we're starting. Oh, what's up, everybody? And welcome to Elite POV, we're, where it's we're podcast professional, time. But not now. And Yo, you know in your head, in your head, you're head. about to go morning, Elite. Yeah, because we were talking about it beforehand, though. It popped oh. because I saw Ant start giggling over there. And then because I, I knew in your head, you were saying, good morning, yeah, Elite. Yeah. So it's so I, true. Yeah, it happened. It's so very true. But... But I'm but, one of your hosts, Phil Cataldo, and you can call me Philium, alongside the Giggle Master, Anthony DeStefano. What's up? Oh, yeah, listen, I'm not. To me. What the hell? Yeah, the Giggle, Giggle Master. I'm Kyle the Master. Giggle Master. Damn it. Listen, you don't me. own the last name, all right? Fucking WWE. I own the last name. <laughs> no, now you're just Kyle. We just took yeah. your last name. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to WWE, pal. Yeah. Sorry, pal. Bunch of cuts. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. I can't believe I, I usually I'm called the tickle monster, but tickle I guess monster. I'll be the be the giggle monster tonight. Um, I'm excited. I get to go to Dynamite next week and Rampage, and then you guys probably won't hear from me for about two weeks. Even though I'm going to be at the show, so I'm not going to get to brag about being on the show. Like, uh, hey guys, you know, in case you didn't know, I was at the show last night. Yeah, like Phil did for three episodes straight. Twenty-one into the one match, you can see me. I'm like that guy way in the back with the handheld. That's me. <laughs> yeah, like the guy that was going nuts was right in front of me because you know did I mention I was there last night? <laughs> Listen, we all have our things. You have a very successful career, right? Yeah, Kyle no, is extremely handsome, right? Whoa. Jackie is the most famous person I know, hey, I and I go shoot. to AW shows. We well, all listen, have our so thing. I know, but like Phil, you have that lawsuit out the cease and desist because WrestleMania, I was there. They stole your your whole slogan. That yeah, was your whole gimmick, gimmick, brother. They yeah, stole my you know, I have about three shirts that say that. So you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe those <laughs> are all should have gone to you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, absolutely. But uh, the oh, other man God. giggling over there, we have Canadian Prince Kyle Masters. What's up? Yo, what's up? Good morning. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> It's uh, so loud when you yeah. do it. Every every Saturday, I'm like, fuck. It's, it's, it's a, a wake up, up call. Yeah. Hey, thank it's you. Like, <laughs> it's the rooster crowing in the in the morning. How we get people up in the morning? <laughs> I hate when my door. So obviously, my my door right here, right? And and you right, know, where? I just the house, right? like, where? <laughs> all right, it's audio listeners. Two off to my right. It, right there's a door right here. And it barely closes. And now it's doing this new thing where it just magically pushes itself open. Because love is an open door. Yeah, love is an open door, right? We finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. And with all that said, and all this nonsense, we're welcoming back 
The Welcome only back. person on this show who's professional. The draw, Jackie Rodriguez. What is up? What's up, everyone? It's so good to be back. I felt, that week felt like an eternity, um, but I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who showed love in the last episode. Um, you know, going through some stuff, some personal loss, but it's really, it's really good to be back. Yeah, and as you can yes, hear, Phil's fingers typing. But <laughs> you know what I said in saying? <laughs> you don't need to have a rooster. Have a Kyle. Yep. No, no. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, now you don't have to have a rooster to be a cock. That too. And I knew it was coming. I that's like, right. I well, I mean, ah, listen, that's what that's what roosters do. They come. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, <laughs> let's get into some news that I want to bring up. And, and I want to get people's oh, opinions so on just something real quick. Uh, so we saw this week the mayhem and the chaos that can happen when uh, you kind of throw somebody on TV without doing a little bit of research first. And we don't have to spend a long time on this, but I definitely think it's something we should mention. So on Tuesday, Brian Kendrick gets released from the WWE. And then Who? Tuesday night, we get the graphic that it's him versus Moxley on Dynamite. Wednesday morning, we wake up. That gets changed, and it ends up being really Yuta. Uh, does any one of us want to talk about this? Because I feel like it's just. I think we should hand off to Jackie. Yeah. Hand off to Jackie Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> Why? Because you want me to talk about the match, or you want me to talk no, about? No, no, not the match. Just about... the just the chaos with the whole Kendrick situation. Just like <sighs> just yeah, you you had some yeah. strong you had strong opinions on it yesterday. Yeah, I just think that it was the right choice. Uh, there was a lot of now. I'm gonna preface this by saying that I was unaware that any of this. Uh, drama and controversy had taken place prior to it being all over Twitter yesterday. Um, I have not followed Brian Kendrick's career post WWE. I didn't follow it when he was in WWE. So that should tell you something. Um, so I had no clue, but once everything started surfacing, you know, it started with the, the rumblings and people talking about the things that, you know, he believed or at one point and, um, and then the video started coming up where he's actually there's footage of him talking about these things. And it's like you can't really ignore it. It's right there, dead smack in the face. Mm -hmm. uh, whether they should have known about it prior is a non-issue. They reacted to it and they did the right thing. They pivoted and said, you know what, we're going to change it up. We're going to have him off the show and we're going to replace him with somebody else. Um, I think it was the right call. And um, I hope that he's learned a valuable lesson from uh from all of this yeah, it's, it's something we have to remember i know that um on this show and, and, and on all shows on twitter all day long we criticize people for making the wrong decisions so i think it's it's good to kind of acknowledge when people make the right decision it was definitely the right decision to She's remove still criticized <laughs> well of course he does because god forbid but i think it was the right decision mm -hmm. you know there's there's drama attached to it and just like jackie said like brian kendrick isn't the most popular wrestler in the world so if he's going to say something on a shoot interview you might never hear it right you might but twitter are like the best detectives they will find what you did in the first grade you push the little girl off the slide your whole career is you're ruined. canceled all right but canceled. in this instant it's actually worth it because he did say something really fucking stupid now we're not going to say what he said on here it's very easy you could do your research but yeah. i definitely before the show started wanted to give tony Khan a shout out for changing that match, and then doing something really cool, which is putting really Yuta in there. Now get this man a graphic because 
Guy's a workhorse, man. Because he's great. Yeah, he's so <laughs> he's good. Been, he's, and we can, he's filled oh, yeah. in everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And we can transition right over to that match. So, Kyle, what would you think of Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta to start the show this week? Oh, man, great opening contest, man. And, you know, you're, you're starting off with John Moxley, which is also great. Love having him back. You know, you know the crowds. They always, We know. We've talked about, our, about this before. AEW always starts off their shows hot. It's always a big match. And look how they start off this show. Moxley, you know, he's facing a guy like Wheeler Yuta, but they did the, the, the perfect... Uh, Perfect add-on in adding Orange Cassidy and Danhausen to to this match as like just a, a, a ringside and uh, uh, shouts to Kerry the head Booker in the chat. We we gotta talk about Kerry later on. Late night Kerry, yeah. Kerry, what time Carrie. is it yeah, for you? Like, Write it in the chat. Like Three a.m. Right. Um, Two a.m. But yeah, um, great opening. I love the whole Danhausen. I mean, the crowd like. It's insane how over this guy is. This guy, as soon as he stepped on the stage, you heard oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then freaking the, in the match, the yeah. Let's Go Moxley, Dan Housen. The guy's not even in the yeah. ring, and he's getting yeah, yeah, chanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hilarious. And then he did the spot where he curses Moxley. Oh, yeah. He oh, that. And he, do you see him tweet? He tweeted. He, he retweeted the video, and it put sorry at Renee Paquette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did her, her podcast like a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, I thought we were friends. Uh, it was great. <laughs> Moxie looks great, and then what happened after is even better. So it was uh, awesome. Yeah, and what did you think of the opening match this week? I loved it. I mean, obviously, I love seeing Mox back. He's one of my favorites. So anytime I can see a John Moxley match, I'm in. Um, I'm not the biggest Brian Kendrick fan anyway. As Phil knows, Like, I don't really give a fuck about the guy. Like, yeah. to me, it's like, why are you giving that guy a match when – buddy murphy's out there like what what why yeah, like yeah. buddy murphy's fucking thousand times better than this dude right but um i mean i love that wheeler you just stepped in and again like it just shows how versatile is wheeler you is a guy that you don't think of but like he would be someone really cool in that like and we'll talk about it the moxley brian faction if wheeler you kind of like turned on the best friends and became like this ruthless you know wrestler with technician and stuff like that, I think that would be super cool. And I think it would give him more of a purpose right now. He feels like a utility player. It's great to have a utility player, right? Like, you know, in baseball, the Phillies have someone that can play first base outfield, third base in case someone gets hurt. It's great to have Wheeler Yuta because he can do all those things for you. But when is he going to have his own identity? And I think that's the only thing that's missing for him becoming, you know, a, a nice star in this company. What about you, Jackie? What did you think of all this? thought the opening match was great. Um, shout out to Wheeler Yuta. I don't know how much time they had to go over anything in terms of, you know, getting that match ready to go, but they were solid. The chemistry was good. Um, Moxley, I can't say enough about Moxley since he's been back. He looks great. He looks healthy. Um, I I loved seeing Dan Housen out there with his shenanigans, um, but all in all, the biggest moment of that to me, obviously, was Danielson coming out at the end and trying to recruit Moxley for this crusade that he's on now to take the younger guys and and mold them into... Um, he took some shots. Like, he took a shot uh, They're saying there's no reason a millennial cowboy should be the AEW champ, no reason that a, a guy who thinks he's a dinosaur should be half of the tag team champs and so on and so forth. He criticized Sammy Guevara for his vlog. He the vlog killer, Brian Danielson. He's got a he's got a thing for champions. You ever notice that all his losses in AW, he hasn't been able to beat a champion. 
He lost. He he couldn't beat yeah. Kenny Omega. He couldn't beat Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. Like he, he has. But yeah, he's just just him taking shots almost <laughs> in a tongue in cheek way. The way that you know a lot of AEW naysayers take shots about certain angles, certain storylines, and and stuff like that. The approach was really great. Danielson is like that really convincing heel, and he did tell Moxley, "I'm going to give you some time to think about it." So. We're going to see how this plays out going into the next few weeks. Is Moxley going to turn? Who knows? So I definitely want to get your... Oh, Cal, go ahead. I was just going to quickly say that he he gave ups to Wheeler Yuta. Like we were mentioning. Yeah, he did. Like he he put over... Like Daniel Bryan... Or Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson put over... You know, we were all popped when he said Daniel Garcia. And, you know, we were all Mm -hmm. like fantasy booking. Like, okay, when's this Cobra Kai style faction going to start? And why is it not starting next week? But like they mentioned Wheeler Yuta, and I'm like, okay, that's that's high praise for a guy like Brian Danielson to consider him if they ever wanted to do that kind of faction. So, you know, big ups to Wheeler Yuta there for getting mentioned by Brian Danielson. And I, and I think the cool thing is, and and I want to get your opinion on this first. It's like we all assumed it was going to be them going against each other. Like, how shocking was it that they might be forming? kind of like Kyle said, a Cobra Kai style, uh, you know, training center, right? And not only the Daniel Garcia's, the, the Wheeler Yudas, but the Lee Moriarty's, like there, I think it'd be yeah. cool to see where they go. Like how shocked were you that it's actually might go in like a, their friends around? I mean, I think it's a cool little swerve, but eventually it's still going to be Moxley versus Daniels. And I think this was a cool mention um it kind of took me back to when like moxley was going to join the inner circle and they're going to have the party the celebration and moxley turned and was like fuck you i'm doing this by myself but i mean with this roster it definitely helps if they're in a faction together right because Mm -hmm. then you can have them do stuff and it kind of takes them out of the title picture but they're still important in a way where they're working on stuff so I want it to happen, but I do think it's just almost like a ruse to kind of get us all talking, and then eventually Moxie, Moxie and Danielson are going to fight at Revolution anyway. That's just what I think. But, you know, Moriarty, um, Garcia, and Wheeler Yuta with those guys in a faction would be so phenomenal. It would be awesome. It would put a lot of bright lights on these younger guys. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, – before bed I watch um, – the the on Jackie's Peacock, thank you, Jackie. Um, on You're the welcome, network, man. a lot of a lot of WCW stuff. And uh, one thing I've noticed with WCW, right? And WCW, I loved WCW. But one thing they did is they never knew how to build stars. They built they built Goldberg, and then they killed him because the talent was booking their matches, right? So yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it was. But here, it's like they're they're finding these stars. And they are building them. Like we'll get to the main event, obviously. But last night's the perfect example of a mistake WCW would have made would be CM Punk winning and killing all momentum MJF has. That didn't happen, you know. And that's props to Tony Khan because it's a lot easier to say, "Hey, Punk's gonna win in Chicago. He's gonna get the heroes welcome." I love what they're doing. I love that these swerves are happening with Danielson and Mox. I love what they're doing with the House of Black. There's so many moving parts where people feel important, but yet Andrade can't still get on fucking in the ring. Oh, that's my only. Shirt, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, all maybe his shirts are awful. Take your money. Dude, all his shirts are awful. Take, 
they know, they're really take your money. New designer for him because what are they doing, man? Malachi black shirts are all bangers. Everyone, Adam Cole shirts, all bangers. Orange Cassidy, bangers. All these bangers. Even the Young Bucks just released. I saw an update like a couple minutes before we went live. They just released a, this weird looking Blink hat. 182. That's like a Blink 182 style shirt. Yeah. They just released. But, but not the shirt. I saw the hat version. The hat. Banger, right? It makes sense for them. Then Andrade comes out, and it's Andrade's shirts are like those like the crappy. You, you know when you're shirts. walking, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You know when you're walking out of a concert, yeah, and they have like those, those shirts, guys. and you're like, that's not a real t-shirt. Get your t-shirt. Yeah, concert. It looks so bad. It looks so so bad. And I mean, we can jump right into the Punk MJF match, and before we get into it. The one thing that I want to build we're, on what we're you skipping said, all the fun stuff. We're skipping. We're well, skipping. We're uh, jumping around. I this is the. I, sec- I had well, hot. Jumping I had around, a hot Carrie, take. Get out of my head. I was. Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. waiting uh-huh. to see your hot take, but but you you brought it up, so I, I want to definitely expand on what you said. So something that I didn't even realize. So for these what almost three years that AEW has been on television, they always have the hometown person win, right? Always under. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The hometown wins. You you. Give the hometown crowd what they want. You make them happy. Praise them for it. But I think it's time to praise them for making the smart decision here. Yeah. And yes, it would have been easy for Punk to win in his hometown. You get the pop right now, but you kill MJS momentum. Now, and me and Carrie were talking about this earlier today or yesterday. No, today, early today. And we were saying how, or she was saying how it's pretty cool that Punk and, and Danielson's losses were two younger talents, right? To Hangman and to MJF, their first loss in the company. So it's cool that mm-hmm. even though, yes, you're you're highlighting Danielson and you're highlighting Punk and you're highlighting Kenny and you're all these, like, kind of legends in pro wrestling, um, you know, you're also, at the same time, miraculously, building the next generation. You're building Hangman. You're, build, you you're building yes. Darby. You you're I building mean, MJF. Because... Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. I was like, do you see that tweet? Someone tweeted, like, that's how you put... That's how you put over a young talent, Jericho. You don't beat him in the rematch. Because <laughs> that's what he Ooh. did to MJF in the rematch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Yeah, but let's be – so I just want to be real here. We all know that – we all think. I think we've had the discussion that MJF's probably going to be your next world champion, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we all feel that way. I know, you know, it looks like Adam Cole's kind of pausing. I, we talked about this last night on our chat. Like, Adam Cole's kind of pausing. Adam Cole has all this momentum. He loses to Orange Cassidy, and now he's like, I need to refocus. I need to chase it. So I think you're going to see Adam Cole build himself up, but I think MJF's going to be winning that title sooner than we think. Um, you know, with Kenny's long title run, Moxley's long title run, everyone's had really long title runs. Eventually, that cycle is going to get broken. I think MJF's going to break it because Hangman's a great champion, but for Hangman, we were, we're going to cheer harder for him to get it back once it's stolen yeah. from him, right? We're going to cheer harder for him to climb that mountain again, and and we're going to you know get back on the horse, you know, no pun intended, maybe it was. But plus, um, we say this all the time with babyface champions: the story's in the chase, not in the. It, it, the story. It, I mean, mm-hmm. after a, after WrestleMania 30, the greatest underdog story of all time, besides the Eagles beating the Patriots in Super Bowl 52, when uh, <laughs> wow. Daniel Bryan held he those was. two wow. those two titles up, right? When when Bryan held those two titles up in the air, we were all going nuts, and then we were like, "But now, now what? <laughs> like you gate, like, we we wanted it and it happened, and it was like, but now what? Luckily, Hangman 
avoided the nail what because he's putting on five star matches every time he gets in a fucking ring. But that's going to make us want him to keep it. So when he yeah. loses it, we're going to be like, no, 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 get it back, get it back. And that's where the story is going to be told. And maybe Punk gets his, his back and wins the title in Chicago at All Out. Maybe, right? And, and, and maybe not. I wouldn't do it this year. Maybe next year or something. But, uh, Jackie, what did you think of just the, the match in itself between MJF and Punk? Because I know even us watching together live, we were shocked it went the full 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I was I, I was 100% certain when I saw that there was 40 minutes left in the show and they were starting the main event, I said, there's going to be some shenanigans. I said, what if MJF pulls a gauntlet match out of his back pocket and makes, you know, Punk fight every member of the pinnacle before he gets the final match with MJF? I was expecting all sorts of things except for them to go the full freaking 40 minutes and just throw out a complete banger like that. Um, they went everywhere. They were in the crowd. They were outside the ring. They were freaking throwing. Oh, Punk got thrown into the uh, the ring post, arm first. He sold a lot of injuries in that, but nobody was selling those injuries like MJF was. Oh my God. Like he gets hurt and he's like screaming bloody murder. I think that it's a lost art for heels to really make their baby faces shine by selling the shit out of everything. And MJF does that to the T. Um, I, 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 think, think, I think it's safe to say too, though, Jackie, and, and I think, I don't know if you said this, someone said it, is MJF's ring work is overlooked so much. But that mm-hmm. guy in the past six months has put on some classic matches for AEW between Darby and now Punk. Like, we all know he can talk. But last night he yeah. showed he can fucking he's, go. He's been showing it, um, you yeah. know, more and more these days. And MJF was somebody that I loved to hate. And I just found him so incredibly obnoxious, which is the point. You're supposed to hate him. But now I'm starting to find myself like, shit, like, am I starting to like kind of like this push that he's that he's yeah. getting? All I know is that when the one, two, three was freaking hit, I'm like, this was the right freaking choice it didn't matter that they were in chicago cm punk's hometown it didn't matter that cm punk was undefeated mjf going over was 150 percent the right choice to really take this feud to the next level and to really put mjf on the match on the map yo phil i i have i have a question for you phil so Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna take the hosting for a second because in that match, I had to, I rewatched it. I was fucking so beat from work. I passed. I woke up. I'm like, they're like, oh, my God, that match was awesome. I'm like, guys, I think I fell asleep for the last five minutes. And then I text them. OK, I fell asleep for the last 20 minutes because I don't remember any of this shit. Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what I do remember is that they had that almost dusty finish with, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. punk getting choked out. How did you feel? Because I felt like that was like it, it was that was the the building point of the match. Like that was the middle of the match where you're like, Oh man, it's over. And then after that, it was just balls to the wall for like 25 minutes of just crazy shit happening. How did you feel that affected the match? You think that was uh, uh, the right call because now MJF could say, Oh, I beat him twice. Look at me. I beat him twice. Or do you think, I mean, I don't know if it was the match. All right. So I don't know if it was the right call, but Seeing how they ended it, like in the time, like in the moment, I was like, like, there's still like 30 minutes left or whatever, 20 minutes left. 
how like what what's going on and we were talking the whole night like is there another because you know aw packs these shows out like to the second so you're always expecting something else like oh are they gonna you know there was rumors that there might be a big debut because it's chicago and it's a big show and a lot of the um the people the wwe wrestlers who had 90 days they all came up yesterday so it was like are we gonna like what are we gonna see what's gonna happen and no they just restarted the match but it was cool because it ended in such a way where you're like, no, they actually fucking did it. They had the balls to have MJF actually win. And it, and it makes sense because when you restart the match, you're like, all right, Punk's everyone thinks win. Punk's winning. Yeah. This is the yeah. guy one one the uh. bad guy cheated to win, but he got caught. So they restarted like, but no, like this is where AEW does a great job at keeping us on our toes and, and kind of expect the unexpected. Like we, we remember back to when Orange Cassidy won in pitcher and pitcher and how just like, wait, what? Like, it's over. <laughs> and I love that they do these, like, every couple of months where they, they'll do something we never expected. And to me, in the moment, I didn't really like it. But at now seeing the whole story, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it was great. But like, uh, one thing I always shit on, right, is I say AEW's production needs to get a little bit sharper, right? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago when they were missing camera things. The fact that Wardlow, this camera angle was perfect. Wardlow was able to drop the ring to MJF, and none of us knew that. That is perfect camera work because you're like, how did he get the ring? And then they replay and show how sneaky it was. I honestly thought Kyle, he was what did you think it. of that? I honestly thought he was wrestling with the ring the entire match before I saw the replay. I'm like, <gasps> this man had yeah. that ring in his in his shorts the entire match. Oh, can match. you imagine? <laughs> Oh, I mean, he became a cock ring after the Pepsi plunge. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. But, but Kyle, what did, what did you think of this match? And then, and really specifically talk about, like, how it popped you that Punk pulled out the Pepsi plunge for the first oh. time. I think Sean Ross sat in 17 years. Yeah, as soon as he locked in years. the arms, I knew what he was doing. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what? I, I, I instantly started thinking, like, did we see this in WWE? Could not think of a time he did that. Well, he could he could and use it in WWE because uh, that's my yeah, move. Uh. That's what – and then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, he could because you – know, A little too pedigree-esque. Yeah, and then Ring of Honor is the last time he pulled that move out. And then I just remember, like, hardcore when CM Punk started doing his best in the world stuff in WWE. People were like, hey, break out the Pepsi plunge. You're, you know, you're starting to bring out some of your ring of How honor. How is it that like, it the most dangerous move in wrestling? Like as a wrestler, you put so many like wearing well, chairs. You, you, you land on your knees from like a, a a higher distance than the regular pedigree. So That's what I'm saying. If anything, the Pepsi plunge, I'd rather be MJF taking it. Like yeah. whatever you hit your face, you figure it out, but like you're gonna destroy your knees. So it's dangerous for the person doing yeah. it. So there you go. Yeah, Jesus um, Christ. But yeah, know. great, great match. And I like that punk sold the knee after. Yeah. Punk Punk sold that knee hard. After. I think he actually got it a little bit hurt because he looked like it was dinged up a little bit. Look, there's like there's some blood coming from his knee. So I think he uh, by the thing that might have been the Ouch. the table spot from the outside. Um but anyways, in we just got to point out that this man, at his age and at this point of his career, he just got back into wrestling not too long ago, just pulled off a 40-minute match. Like, that's not something easy to do. And I did, I went and did some research. So this is, this is confirmed CM Punk's second longest match in history. So his longest match wow. in his, his – Wow, I did not His know longest that. match in WWE was only 33 minutes, and that was the Cena in him at Money to Bank in 2011. That was his longest match wow. in WWE ever. He had two one-hour draws in Ring of Honor before against Samoa Joe. But his longest match ever came at IWA Mid-South Wrestling in 2003 where he had a two-out-of-three falls match with Chris Hero 
that went 92 mm. minutes. Jesus. Yeah. To be on the Indies and to be young. Out of three falls match, 90, that was his longest match to date. That's insanity, 92 yeah. minutes. And this was- I, I do think the UFC conditioning does have something to do with like how he was able to do that so quickly because right. those guys are freak, freak. And conditioning, like they yeah, condition the very hard. Really so, I think, um, I think that 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 played in Punk's favor coming back because he hasn't really looked blown up that much since coming back. And we know he's been training MMA still. He still does it for fun. So, yeah. But back to yeah. the match. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, MJF still had to use like care. MJF still had to cheat to win. Regardless, I'm glad they didn't do a clean finish at the end. He still needed to cheat. Um, and then Wardlow, interestingly enough, helped MJF with all that's been going on. So that, that was interesting. And then you, but we did see him with that weird, awkward glare at MJF. Because Wardlow was wants him all for himself, yeah. baby. Wardlow wants to so, kill him himself. Him. Yeah. So he's like, God, please. So yeah. I was, he's like, like chill, chill, <laughs> what is it? chill, Meg, or yeah. chill, Kenny, or <laughs> what that guy say? Chill cleaner. I got this. He's like, oh, chill, yeah. punk. I got this. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> he, he wants to kill him. I, I was here on the show last week and I was like, no, that match, someone tells me this match isn't happening. So they did do it. So I'm trying to think here. Okay. So something big is happening for one of these two, a revolution, or else they, they could have, built this even more. They could have done something and, and just kept pushing this match until Revolution. And it would have been a big-time Revolution match. So something's happening to at least one of them in the near future, whether it's MJF and it's going to be Hangman and MJF. They're going to start building it after next week. Or even CM Punk. Like someone mentioned Do you it on think Twitter, it's just going to be a one-and-done, though? Between you these think two? this yeah, is it? 100%. Yeah. 100%. No, revisit. Later down the line, everything, not now. Uh, yeah, but I mean, look at Omega and Danielson. We didn't even get a closure to that. So everything's kind of an open book. And that's what I think Tony Khan wants to do because we're, we're craving these rematches for these dream matches, and he can revisit it at a pay-per-view and make more money. Yeah. Um, so I see people talking about it in the chat, about they can't wait for the turn. I do not think the war they'll turn happens until MJF wins and loses yep. that belt. No, I think he's going to cost MJF the belt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that, and then their feud is going to be without a title. I think that, even though yes, for for us watching from day one, Wardlow, I cannot wait till he's world champion. But there's no rush. He could be TNT champion. We see that yeah, just as much as a big Sam, deal. Even though I have the tweet pinned that Hook's going to be the next champion, Wardlow. I think that <laughs> it's going to. I if I had to book the rest of the year, I think it goes. I think MJF beats Hangman sooner than we realize. I think Hangman's title reign isn't as long. Yep. And then those two get into a feud. And then whether the belt goes back to Hangman and he becomes the first double champion uh, or two-time champion in the company, or if the belt goes to someone like an Adam Cole or maybe Kenny Omega Kenny comes Omega's back or, back for or belt, CM man. Punk later in the year or Danielson or somebody, or even maybe Moxley, they go back to Moxley. Um, I just think MJF and Warlow is going to be a non-title match, and that will be, you know, Warlow gets a feud against a main eventer in MJF, and then that propels him into whatever is going to happen in 2023. It's, it's the Diesel Shawn Michaels thing. It's, yeah. it's what it is. Um, do you think though that ending last night, like to me, I feel like it would be beautiful if Punk is the one that beats MJF for a title, but it's Warlow who then steps aside for Punk to beat him that time yeah. instead of helping mgf like the poetic justice of him stepping aside and letting punk get mgf and that's where mgf he doesn't have to like interfere or anything yeah, no. just being he just there and just, 
He doesn't. And, and, and you see MJF looking at him like, what? Help. Help. And there's, you know, and then like, nope. that's where, and then that's where, you know, MJF loses his title and it's the redemption story of, okay, I did it wrong the first time, but this time I'm picking the right guy. And Wardlow then becomes your, your ultimate baby face, you know? It's all possible. And it's definitely something. And it's the cool thing about being an AEW fan. We have so many avenues. Yeah. Go. I, I'm they spoiled. can go the way we expect. They can <laughs> swerve us, but yeah. in the end, it's going to be something fun for us. I'm 100% spoiled, and I want Adam Cole to win it so that when Kenny comes back, he comes back for his title, and Adam Cole is holding that. Yeah, I, I'm it's still possible. spoiled, and I want that to happen. I still think we're going to get yeah. um, I, I, what are they even called? The Paragon, <laughs> right? No. Is that their name yet? No, um, yeah, I don't think is it. Is that canon yet? Because that I feel like they haven't said it on the show. No, nope. I still, I yet. still, when they get, I still think when he gets back, we're getting that the trios match, which is going to be insanity, yeah. insanity, insanity. Um, so speaking of insanity, we've been talking about a lot of stuff we like, a lot of stuff we love. Oh God, I, I want to trans- transition over to something that a lot of people hated, and of course, the way my mind works. I loved it, but everyone else hated it. And I'm going to Jackie first because no one hates this this? man more than Jackie. So we saw the in-ring segment promo between Brandy Rhodes and Dan Lambert, even though we thought we had moved past this once Dan Lambert was involved in the Lance Archer stuff. um, And Cody had gone past men of the year and then loses the title to Sammy. Um, So now the positive that we can all agree is it's pretty cool that Paige Van Sant is looking like she's going to get a match here. That's awesome. But let's start with what you didn't like, Jackie. Why didn't you like this segment? Because you're very opinionated. You had a lot of things to say last night. Let these people I know. do. I feel like I'm a broken record about this at this point because it's no secret that I don't care not a single cent for any of the stuff that Dan Lambert has been putting out since he's been involved in AEW. Um, I feel like we reverted back to the stuff that we said, like, okay, maybe he he got away from when he was criticizing Hangman Adam Page. And I said, well, the reason he's not saying certain triggering things is because he's not talking to a woman. Well, mm-hmm. lo and behold, he's back to going toe-to-toe with Brandy, and he's becoming misogynistic and sexist all over again. Shocker, shocker. And I know that he's playing into it now by acknowledging it and saying, yeah, I am a sexist, yeah, I am going to get canceled and, and whatever. Like his whole shtick is that he, he's going to say that. what he wants to I, say. I, yeah, like you said you, you wanted shit. to slap someone. Like you say what slap a woman. Like he I don't... literally like said, I There's have been a... wanting to slap you, but I'll get somebody else that, that could. And Ant made a very interesting point last night where he's Such like, an he easier could, way around it. He could have said, I've been dying to shut you up, but I have somebody who can do it for me. You know, like something like that, but he didn't have to say like I've been, you know, thinking about slapping you just like everybody else in this in this building. I hated when he said like, "Oh, I'm probably gonna get canceled for this cancel culture." I'm like, that doesn't like stop. Just shut up. It's it's just on the same same show. I hate that shit. (laughs) On the same show that Brian Kendrick Kendrick just got pulled from. Like, bro, are you are you tone deaf? I was gonna say it is so incredibly tone deaf. There was a lot of stuff. I'm not going to take anything away from Brandy as a person. It felt very forced. Everything felt unnatural. It didn't have a flow Everything to it. Feels it was forced, just, that's my it problem. It was so bad. Like it just kind of killed the momentum. Like it, thank God that main event happened because it brought everything, you know, back up. 
But I, if that storyline just up and poof disappeared with no explanation, I wouldn't even care. I, don't think I wouldn't would ask notice. for an explanation. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Um, so yeah, again, it's just Dan Lambert just can fuck all the way off. I can't. I, I just can't stand. He's him. cringe as fuck when it comes to this I mean, stuff. He's fine. But, with but him can with we? Lance. Can we even touch? Yeah, exactly. I like him with Lance. Yeah. But can we touch well, on? I don't want Jake Roberts to the speak fact. <laughs> Sorry, I, Jake Roberts. Hey. He's got to stop, man. The guy you sounds know like dude, he's assholes. Like, he's we like one argument like, away from not about? from like that's that's it. Like he's got to. They gotta just have Dan be a mouthpiece. <laughs> just have um, even but like, Jake's presence is fine enough, right? I like yeah. Jake wasn't a huge talker. Like he he used to say like three lines. You're like that dude's gonna kill me, right? Like, just but like when um after every word just doesn't, doesn't come across good. We we need to acknowledge though that somehow some way that as someone was across from Dan Lambert and Dan Lambert was getting cheered, right? And I I don't like oh, that yeah. the audience turn. I don't like that the audience turns on Brandy because I you know Brandy's trying and I think Brandy's probably an excellent person. But I feel like she's getting fed to the sharks now because it's been every time she's touched a mic, to me, it's felt forced, right? It doesn't feel authentic. Just be yourself. Like, I've watched Roads to the Top. Be that person. You know, like, be you. Um, Everything when she was talking last night, like you said, felt forced. Everything when she came out talking to Jade felt forced. Like, you don't have to have the tough girl act on. I get it. You're about to fight Paige Van Zandt. Right, so you have to act mm-hmm. like you're going to. But Paige Van Sant fucking fights bare knuckled. Okay. For real. For serious. So how about you just like be yourself. And then people are like, okay, Brandy's going to get killed. But let's like back her. Like let's back the underdog. But by talking the way she was talking and 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 kind of feeding into like, ah, I'm like, she's a badass. It, it wasn't believable to me. And so I'm not, and that's, that's Brandy, the character, right? This is not Brandy Rhodes, the person Yeah. seeing what she does for charity. She's a great person. I respect and I love Brandy, but the character feels like it's not her. Like it feels a little forced. Like you said. So Jack. my thing is this, I, I love the segment. I thought it was great. It's a fucking mess. It's designed to be a mess. It, what it is. You think it was designed it that me, way? So yeah, because it's, it's two heels going against each other. It's two characters who people hate more than anything. And even though, I guess, Lambert's like the ultimate heel in this company, Brandy wants to be a heel. She said it on Road to the Top. She wants to be a heel. All the stuff that she's doing on Dark and Elevation, she's the heel. She's working heel. And she's not doing stuff to get... I mean, she's not... Unlike Cody, she's not fighting when the crowd's booing her. She's not saying things to try to get them to cheer her. She's just talking shit. And if people cheer her, they do. If they don't, they don't. But... I just feel like the only thing wrong with the segment is the fact that it's two heels because it's like, who am I, who am I rooting for? Because like in one end, you got Dan Lambert being everything that Jackie said, right? Sexist, blah, 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 threatening abuse against women and whatever. And then on the other end, you have Brandy who isn't just saying not, anything it's just to not rally needed. What we're saying is it's not needed in wrestling. If they're going to go and do something like take Brian Kendrick off the show and you go around and do this, it just doesn't fit. You, you Here's just, the hot take. Well, Here's Kendrick's the hot thing take. Wasn't like Brandy didn't say anything crazy. No, I mean, but it's like, not needed in today. no. today's wrestling. Is not needed. No one's. Uh, no one's. No one's like wanting this. This match. This match. This Paige Van Sant Brandy Rose feud and match. That's fine for <laughs> someone who hated it so much. Right? It screams a go go versus Cody Rhodes. It screams it because 
I think if you're bringing Paige Van Sant and you got to bring her in against someone that's going to be a ring general. I know Cody is a ring general, but him and a go-go fell flat, right? There's no chemistry there from the start. And I feel like last night there was no chemistry. Was I hyped to see Paige Van Sant? If you're going to stick Paige Van Sant, one of the most badass women in the world, in a ring, yeah, I hate to say it, but copy WWE. Put when they put Ronda Rousey in the ring, they put him put her against Charlotte and Becky. They put her against the best. They put her against Nikki Bella, a 12-year veteran, right? You need to put her in a match against a veteran, against a star, because then if Paige Van Sant signs with your company, it is a huge yeah, I hope she comes over eventually, deal. man. That would be that well, would my, be big. My thing is, and I see people in the chat bringing this up, and this is one thing I think. You cannot like the way Brandy cuts promos, but to say that's not how she is, we don't know. We don't know if the Brandy that we see on TV is a corporate Brandy. It's the Brandy who's at work and has to be professional. We don't know if this is how she talks or this is whatever. You, so, like the whole code switching thing, think it's, we don't know. Do you think it's it doesn't scream like she's trying to act? But I mean, they're all trying to act. None of them are good actors. If they were good actors, they wouldn't be wrestling the actors. Like the, the oh, you you we we accept the things to a certain limit. So so I, so, I think okay. there's a certain gonna... flow with with people who are well versed in what they're doing. Where it it obviously is scripted. It's obviously a character, but it has a flow to it. And with everything that she's been doing thus far, it doesn't necessarily have that same flow. Where it feels like she's thinking when she's talking. Well, I mean that's the issue. You know, that could be the negative of AEW being a company where you don't script the promos. So someone like a Brandy needs promo scripted because she needs in her head to know where she's going or have an outline of where she's going. Because definitely, you're right, it does seem like she's kind of like, ah, deer in headlights, what do I say? But I also think that hurts Lambert too because, you know, if he's out there and, and maybe they tell him like, yo, listen, don't say this or say it this way. Instead of saying, oh, I want to slap you, I want to shut you up instead, but maybe in the moment, without any preparation, he just says he reverts back to what he thinks he should be saying. Have you have you ever said to a woman that I I think I I, I want to slap you right now? No, but it's okay. That, it's, not that. A, it's not well, a it's not a general reaction. I'm talking, like, but I'm talking about I'm talking about Brandy's side of it. I'm not talking about Lambert's okay. side of it. I'm talking okay. about Brandy's side of it because I, I I think the way the people, way it sounded it was like maybe Cody, they change him. I think her more than anybody in this company. People always mention Cody. I think there's literally Brandy can fucking cure cancer and people and they still her. hate her. Yeah, oh, 100%. So it's, 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 it's so extra. The issue a- is, at the end of the day, the issue is if you do the same exact story, but you take Lambert out and you put in, who's, a, I don't know, Sheeta or uh, somebody who's like a Ty Conti. You put Ty Conti in that spot. People love her. She's one of the biggest baby faces in the women's division mm-hmm. or Statlander or somebody. And you put them against Brandy. I think the segment works better because then people, we can fully boo Brandy. I think it's this weird thing of like, who do I boo? Who do I cheer? And I saw somebody earlier say this is one of the worst segments in AEW history. No, it is not. Those are all these fucking inner circle reunions we keep getting. And we're going to one next yeah, week. Yeah, I get all one right. live. I get one live <laughs> next week. Oh my and if God. Eddie Kingston doesn't come out, I'm leaving. Okay? I'm just letting you know that. But, no, and, but and so Pro- Proto in the chat is saying the only way Brandy Page works is exactly. if he destroys her. I think we're forgetting here that I'm sure 
QT Marshall is going to book the hell out of this match, or Serena, who does a lot of work with the women, is going to book the hell out of this match, and they're going to protect it. I do not think we're going to see, you know, Hangman versus Danielson. I think we'll see a street fight with maybe a suplex, maybe a scoop slam, something simple that Paige can learn in these next however long, probably revolution. So these next three weeks, and she's probably been training already, but it's like, and Brandy could do the, the the fundamental moves, right? She's not like incompetent no, in the ring, but you just had Paige Van Sant's going to win. She's gonna beat the shit out of her, and she's gonna win. And then at the end of the day, that's what this is all leading to. It's not the smoothest thing. It's not the best storyline to get Paige Van Sant on a, in a match to see if she'll be good here. But I mean, it is what it is. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna wait to see it. Could it. Be a ploy but, too the, to get her over here. You know, like if if you're all if you're yeah. done with your bare knuckle stuff, you want to come pl- do pro wrestling. We got a contract waiting for you. Come over a here. Lot, stay for fun. a lot, Get lot more here. money probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but one thing I will say is what we're saying here, and I want to clarify this, like you said, Phil, like Brandy Rhodes gets a lot of unwarranted hate. Tons of mm-hmm. it. Too much of it for Absolutely. the person she is. We're not hating her. This is just a criticism of the segment, right? This is a mm-hmm. criticism that I feel like it's going to, for Paige Van Sant to work, you need I, you can have her go against like you just said Ty Conti versus Brandy would fall better. I think Paige Van Zant versus Ty Conti or Paige Van Zant versus Statlander. I think that's where you get the the most out of Paige Van Zant. I'm just afraid that this is going to fall flat because here's the thing. It might not fall flat from our standpoint because we can appreciate it and we can watch Brandy and respect what she's doing in the ring. It's going to fall flat because the fans are going to boo it and hijack it and be assholes doing yeah. it because they hate Brandy. So no matter what, Brandy could do a, a, a 450 splash off a ladder and people are going to boo her because they don't like her for some mm-hmm. reason. Facts. We're critiquing them. They're hating her. Their hatred is going to come across on the TV and take away from what we're supposed to see anyway. So we have Ascended saying Paige versus Anna Jay. She's green, but she's improved a ton. Let's not forget that Brandy has been wrestling longer than Anna. And I'm not saying Brandy Rose is in-ring general, but she's not as bad as everybody. And I've been playing basketball longer. I've been playing basketball longer than John Morant, but where am I? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's, it's just like you're on the NBA. No, but hey, let's not act like Anna J is Serena D. All right. The thing that I'm saying is if this match has a 90% fail rate, but all I'm saying is let's see because there's a 10% chance that they book this right and it, it, it'll be a quick match. It'll be under like eight minutes and it'll just be a brawl. Yo, just have her come out, knock her out. Do like a do like a shoot punch. Knock her out. Oh my god! Just saying that would that would I'm pop just the crowd. Yeah. Just, just the bell rings. Paige comes up to her. Yeah, just well, knock her out. Can to we pop talk the about crowd. the is, it, Technically, on the villain side, she's on the heel side. Even they're both heel sides, but like Paige was getting booed like three months I ago. Didn't, I, I didn't feel like Brandy came out as a heel last night. I didn't. No, she was a heel. They were both heels. I Lambert. No, I it was more of a face. I think Brandy. And this is the props to Brandy. I think Brandy was cutting a face promo, and when she was getting a reaction from the fans, her face and everything made it feel more heelish. So she's doing a Cody? Because she kind of turned She's her husband? Because isn't that what Cody did a couple weeks ago? Probably. But my hot take, can we talk about the other female match? Can we talk about the other female match? Let's transition. Please. (laughs) Please. Because I I love Ruby Soho. 
I love her, right? And I said this last night, and I want the chat's opinion, because to me, I think she's great. One of the people I want to interview the most in my life because the music we listen to, I love her. I feel like there is like this disconnect with her lately. Like I can't, her matches aren't hitting it for me. Like her, like I found like that match. And I love Nyla, right? Nyla's fucking awesome. Best Twitter follow ever. But oh, Nyla yeah. to me, like just felt so much more crisp and, and clean and, and, I feel like Ruby's been has been spinning her wheels a little bit. I and I I want to get on this Ruby Soho for champion train, but the wheels are spinning and it's not going anywhere for me. I don't know how you guys feel. I think it was a good match, but with Ruby Soho, I expect great matches. Well, Maybe think, my expectations are too high. The thing that weirded me out is that both champions weren't on the show at all this week. That's because they were at the Bulls game. Okay, but like still, like why they're at the Chicago Bulls game doing promo but because like at the Chicago Bulls we're like game. three weeks away from we're three weeks away from a pay-per-view like like yeah, you just had prepare cut no that promo that. last week and then nothing this week well what's she doing at revolution there's three weeks why are none of your champions if Ru- booked if it's ruby soho Ru- ruby's been spinning her but ruby lost last night so i, mean, I gave shit to does anyone feel like that this. Do, do you feel that way kyle yeah, well, yeah, because like about there's, Ruby, no, there's nothing so far. booked right now with the world champions, so there's no direction at all. But I'm talking about I'm talking about Ruby. I feel that I'm way about ta- everybody, about even Ruby. In ring, everybody, in ring, everybody right in now ring. feels the same in way ring. because there's no direction. There's absolutely Man, no direction towards the title huh? right now. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, there there's is no direction. direction. Now. There's none. No one is going anywhere right now. Who's next to face Jade? Who? No one. Who's next to face? Yeah, have they said that? I just gave yeah. you the answer. When did they said that? It, they, they said it when Nyla challenged Ruby. She said she's going to get through Ruby and go after Jade because Ruby beat her. Okay, then in why did Nyla tournament. say or cut a promo about any of that this week? They just had the match. Budget cuts. And she won. <laughs> yeah, well, then you couldn't. You tell me you could not fit one little 15 second promo about Nyla saying, t- I'm coming for you. <laughs> like, you couldn't have her say something gonna- like that. I'm going to tell you, AEW book shit quick, really nice and really good. And Thunder Rosa has to get past Mercedes Martinez. That hasn't been mentioned in Thunder three Rosa, weeks. They're fighting this week. Are they finally? They're fighting Friday yeah. night. Yeah. I missed and that part Thunder when, they were, Rosa, when they were dancing on the matches. I, really, I wasn't looking at my and screen. At, and then Thunder Rosa is going to go to Britt Baker. So everything's laid we don't know out. What's happening with Britt Baker? That's I'm just watching Ruby Kyle. Soho, and I'm like, this should be the number one person in the division, and I feel like she's flat right now because I don't feel like we don't. I don't think Rose is was... going to Baker until double or nothing. That's not happening now. Yeah, there's no way that's happening now. I don't know. To your point, Aunt, I have felt the same way in regards to Ruby. Um, and I, and they've done this match before. They've done Nyla versus Ruby in the TBS tournament. And that match felt a lot stronger. This one felt a little bit flat to me. It was one of those matches where I could kind of catch myself tuning in and out of. There's something that's missing. It's not her ability, clearly. We know that no, she can go in the ring. Um, it's just I, there's something that is not connecting and not gelling. Um, obviously, like when the match was starting... Somebody had it like texted me and asked me like, well, who do you got in this match? Like, who do you want to go over? I said, I want Nyla to go over, um, and which, which happened. But in the interim, I want there to be a good solid match. And I felt like last night just wasn't it. 
And to your point, the last couple matches, I was going to say like, you know, the, the, her match against Jade, same, you know, same kind of deal where it just wasn't the, the the flow or the intensity that you come to expect from a competitor. Like, and here's my thing. We could say, we could say Jade is green, right? But the matches in between them, right? The Thunder Rosa match was good, right? was really Mm -hmm. good. Then the Anna J match was good. So is it a Jade thing or is it just Ruby is? And listen, it happens. You get into a drought sometimes. You get, you know, maybe she's in her head. But like to me, Ruby Soho to me should be one of your top three women in the division. Yeah. And I feel like right now she's getting overlooked because it hasn't translated to the ring in a co- I'm not saying ever in AEW, just in the last couple matches. Yeah. And I'm sorry if in any way it sounds like, you know, I harshly, I more, you know, harshly critique the women's matches or anything. I think what it is is that I genuinely care about this division. And so I do look at it with a microscope and I, and I want to see it improve from, from week to week. Fangy made a comment in the, in the chat where he says, in my opinion, Ruby still hasn't had the right feud yet. And that could be it. Maybe it's just like, she needs that right opponent to tell that story. Um, you know, and she's worked a very different style. You know, WWE has their own, you know, way of doing things. Maybe it's just kind of like getting her out of that system and, and back into like, you know, what style AEW works. Um, but overall it's like, it's not that I think she's bad. I just no, she's want great. to, I, know she's, she's great. fantastic. And I want to see her excel. It just hasn't really hit the mark yet. Kyle, what do you think of the match? Do you agree with everybody? Yeah, like to what like Jack said, it was a match you can tune in and out of because there. I was just like, like it did nothing really peaked for me. Like I, we knew what the story was gonna be, right? Like Nyla says, I'm gonna get through if if, if that was where they were going. If Nyla's gonna get to Jade, she's obviously gonna beat Ruby. So it was kind of like a predictable match. There's no way that they would have had Ruby beat Nyla and Nyla go after Jade. That's no, that's not something that AEW does. But Ruby kind of needs that. I feel like she needs to everything she's lost to. I think ever since she's lost to Brit, it's kind of like the momentum's just been gone from her. And it's, I don't know if it's just, there's not the right person in AW, AW currently right now that she can feud with. That can there, there's one that right off the top of my head, the top of my head right now, Serena Deeb. Top of my head right there. That's how you build Ruby up. You put her in a feud with Serena Deeb. The hottest, but she's got to lose. She's going to lose to Serena. Serena's not losing anytime soon. That's the problem. You got to put her against in a short feud or a feud off to the side, like uh, a TJ versus the Bunny and Penelope, where it doesn't have like title implications. You can just do something over there. And I love it, but where's Ty been? Where's what has that feud got them? Well, it's it's Ty was in Brazil, so she had time. I know that, but I mean, but but I'm saying it it, it, there and there seems like with you know Anna Jane's getting a lot of TV time right now. She's getting a lot of matches. So I feel like they're starting to build up Anna Jay. Um, I mean, this is the issue that they have with only having one match on each show. That, you know, you have a bunch of women who are competing for one segment, especially one match, right? And maybe yeah. a, multiple segments, but only one match. So if you have a storyline, eventually it's going to lead to a match. And I think that the biggest issue with Ruby, that I do agree with you guys, she hasn't had her statement win yet. Like, if you think of Ruby... 
I mean, yeah, she debuted and she won the the Casino Battle Royale, but since then, what win has she had? Yeah, she lost. That has mean anything. This is why I thought she should have won the TBS tournament because she could have Ruby could have been the veteran, getting all these younger girls who aren't ready for TV or aren't ready to be in a title match position, getting them reps in that spot. Now we went with Jade. We're going a different way, but. They need more than one women's segment, one match a week. One hundred percent. Oh God, yeah. Ruby off to the side because now I think the big issue that we're going to see here, and this is unlike any company, because even like Impact Wrestling only has, you know, they have a sing one singles women's title. I think AW could get in trouble potentially with, you know, Britt and Jade have to remain looking strong, especially Jade because she hasn't lost yet. Yeah, but Britt's so, got to Britt's got to lose eventually. No, but I know. But I'm saying like, so now if you're in AEW and there's only one match on the card, and one match on Rampage, Dynamite and Rampage, respectively, like if you're not fighting for one of those two titles, how would? Because now, the two segments that we're gonna get every week of matches are gonna be probably for those titles. So it's or leading towards those titles. So if you're not going there, and I think that could end up screwing the company over in the long run. But this comes back to the point. Rampage needs to be two hours. There needs to be something more. There needs to be, I don't know, maybe a, a something to do with dark. Like there needs to be something where the women get more of a chance to shine. And you could tell shorter storylines like Sarita and, and Sheeta that we just got, but have someone like Ruby do it. Just saying. It, it's it's gonna yeah. be tough because there's only so much airtime and we're building towards a pay-per-view. Because listen. You know, Khan, Tony Khan's all about the ratings, right? You know that, right? Obviously, he talks about them all the time. Do you think this is what's hurting them is they don't have any established faces that would help draw people in? So if you're going to say, okay, Moxley versus Yuta, people are going to tune in for Moxley. You know, to me, a woman's match would have been great in that slot to open up the show, right? But... Do you think, you know, they need to always start hot to try to get viewers? How many times do we see Danielson in the opening slot? You know what I mean? Like, to me, I think that is the slot where you should feature females and, and your, your great female wrestlers. But I feel like he's trying to pop that quick rating every week. So he's like, let's but start if you, off. But if you want to pop that quick rating, if that's your formula, nobody's Put on the money. that, <laughs> you know, but it's but it's just there. There has to be a way even if it's not every single week consecutively to fit in a secondary women's match in the card. I mean, it just, very you, can, easy. you can do it. It's very easy to do. Watch. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I've been watching impact lately here and there on and off and people give them a lot of shit because sometimes their shows get a little goofy, right? But yeah. the way they book their shows, I think are perfect because I think AEW falls in this trap of, all right, so we have a storyline with the Young Bucks and the Best Friends. So on Dynamite, we're going to get Nick Jackson versus Trent. And then on Friday, we're going to get a tag team match with teams. And then next Dynamite, we're going to get... And it's just always the same things. Like, I think that if you're going to have a company that, you know, only has three hours of television a week separated between two shows, I think you do the way Impact does, where it's like, oh, hey, um, we got two women's matches this week because the tag team match that we had last week they got the promo segment now. Yeah. Like, they're the Young Bucks and the Best Friends, their feud is not going to be in a match at all. It'll be a promo segment. Like, Moxley, that Dan that Brian Danielson-Moxley thing could have been a promo segment. 
and you you give that match. I mean, it was a great match. Don't get me wrong, but you make that the second women's match. You eliminate the Brandy thing altogether in ring. You make it a backstage segment. That in ring time could be your second women's match. I think they got to get a little bit more creative Say, I because think the the AEW and Impact Forbidden Door has been shut. <laughs> It's been shot. No, 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 no. I'm not saying about interjecting. No, 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 no. Fa- I'm just, I'm Fangy answering his put question. It in the chat. Yeah. But I do think, you know what? I <laughs> Impacts females, impacts women's. There's one that everyone can name who is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. Literally has said in interviews she's excited to go to AEW one day, and it's Deanna Peraza. Watch that. Because when that goes, the impact women are great because they're given opportunities to grow. That's the thing. Like, how many times did Deanna main event a a show? Realistically, but it's not just Deanna, right? Jordan Grace is great. is great. Oh, I love Jordan Grace. But like someone like Kiera Hogan that AEW has under contract, why isn't she showcased? She was great Um, in Impact. Great in Impact, right? That's what I'm saying. Is they just need to put a spotlight on more of the females and. You know, maybe when you sign someone like a Tony Storm, if that happens, that right there is someone that you could kick a show off with, right? Tony but see, Storm. now I'm afraid of them signing the Tony Storms, the Ember Moons, the 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 Tegan Knox. Like I'm afraid of it now because you there's so many women in in this roster who don't get the chance because they're not really good with Jade yeah. and are not going to be in a feud with Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa or Ruby or Serena. I see. I can't. So, I can't. I can't. Put the gun to their head on that. I can't pull out Arn's Glock and put it there, right? Because, <laughs> because one thing that we just got through was a great, probably the best women's feud that they had, and it had no title involved in it, and it was Sheeta versus Deep. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't put the gun to their head and say you don't give me meaningful feuds. They're just not giving us the right ones. This one that they just closed on with Deeb and Sheeta was one of the greatest women's feuds in AEW short history. So they're it shows that it can happen. They just need it to happen more. Yeah. So I want to transition over to something a lot of us enjoy because um, we're getting towards the end of the show here. Uh, so we have uh, we had the House of Black versus Penta and Pac. Uh, Pac coming out doing his best Daredevil impression, which was <laughs> great. So I want to start with you, Kyle. What did you think of this match and the entrance and everything that oh, kind of followed after? Fucking love land. Just. <laughs> Everything about the House of Black that just gets me excited every week, man. They just they the whole aesthetic of it is just so well done. Except for the graphic team this week, who graphically put Knights of Knights of the Black uh, Throne and not Jeez. King of really? Black Throne. You yes, literally have you literally have one fucking job, and yeah. it's to know what the as team's in. as Justin Roberts <laughs> is saying, Kings of the Black Throne. The graphic comes at the bottom, Knights of the Black Throne. I'm like, oh come on, guys, really. Uh, anyways, um. Great tag team match. Um, man, I don't know. This was weird. So, like, Penta ended up getting the the shower. I don't think it, it's going to be a Penta joining the House of Black. We know that would be really cool and very, like, thrown off. That would be insane if he ended up joining. And we get, like, this dark Penta. Penta dark. Yeah, that would be, that'd like be insane. Like, on the ground. But uh, mm. Pac wearing the same colors as the House of Black this week. And he was Possibly. trying to kill them the whole time. Yeah, so, and I mean, he didn't take I think it would have happened, right? He didn't take the pin either. Yeah, Kyle is is, I think is I'm still, still on like the train. viciously clinging to this idea that Pack is is the third member of the. And what happens? I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out here. And I'm like, I told you, fucks. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, it sounded uh, every time that uh, 
you know, Pac comes on TV, it's like the Bobby Heenan effect for Kyle. He's like, but whose side is he on? <laughs> it's like he's, we, you know, like wasted the good surprise on Great you. match, though, man. They, um, they, they, they pulled off a really excellent match. I was happy with this. I don't know where they're going from here, dude, though. They, they have to now play off of Pentagon spray in the eye, so... Two blind guys? Are going to double Daredevil? Daredevil I was gonna say, like, but we haven't really seen a full payoff for any from anybody that got missed it. Like, we haven't seen anybody really turn. We've seen hints of it, like with Julia Hart, where it seems like her attitude is, is changing. Her That's probably something they're missing. They probably should have um, had her just come out on the stage and just kind of like stare at them down or something and then walk away. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to take any... Tease. I'm not going to take anything away from the match. The match was freaking great. When Malachi and pack are like striking each other that shit sounds like you could hear that from the rafters they're always going in really hard on each other but it's just it's such a great storyline i just want to see the first step of payoff when it comes to this mist or are we going to find out that it's just like he just missed people and that's the end of it like that's because it's so cool and there is no they could wait till maybe the payoff will be at revolution maybe we'll see a new member be shown or announced that revolution Um, i mean i would i would love for julia to go dark i'm like now now i really want that to happen so it's just kind of like well are they going to pull the trigger on it or is this going to be like one of those really slow burns or is it just not i love the aesthetic at all i love the one aesthetic someone pointed out on twitter like even we know how like his makeup's growing on him like uh malachi every week it's like just gets Mm -hmm. bigger and bigger someone even pointed out that he's doing it with the contact in his eye it's down to the little details. They showed like a picture from when he first debuted till now. Even the contact is changing in his eye. And I'm like, well, he Jesus. had a red one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this guy is just putting like every little bit. Of, I appreciate all, all the little details he puts into so, in, into his character. It's hot, so good. Hot take. Hot take time with him. I have a lot of hot takes tonight. Oh, God. Um, Malachi, I love what they're doing. That match, I think you're showcasing them a little bit too much, <laughs> and I, that sounds weird. But I think you're you're showcasing Malachi in the ring too much. I feel like he should be more of like a special. Like when he wrestles, it feels special, okay. and he should have a more vignettes, almost like. But he's not going to lose, right? So almost like the Bray Wyatt effect. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt wasn't in the ring the every single week. You should be a ringside with he the mask on. <laughs> he was doing promos. He was doing vignettes. He was furthering the story. The past couple of weeks, it's like, okay, Brody King's here. Malachi Brody. Malachi Brody. It's like, but how about you just give us a vignette? And then you can save that time for another women's match. But you're still furthering their story. And you're not like, you're there, I, I mean, I, how many I times? You're Malachi yeah, over. no, I get it. But like, to throw it, it back. And I love Malachi. He's probably one of my favorites. But Yeah. I was going to say, but to throw it back, like Brody debuted. It was a huge deal when he debuted. Do you feel like he's kind of taken like a backseat and we really haven't had the chance to see him shine since he's gotten here because Malachi is that damn good? Well, that's what he, he, that's what he's saying. Like maybe Malachi should have just been like at ringside with the mascot and let Brody do the destruction. Malachi doesn't have to wrestle every week. Like that's like exactly almost, they don't have to be on the match, but if they're going to be in the match, why don't you have Malachi walk Brody and just stand there and Brody dismantle someone in 25 seconds. And then you're like, cool. Further the story. And lays it before the feet of Malachi Black and Malachi sprays the miss into him with the mask on. Boom. Oh, I like that. It's a good idea. Tony Khan, hire it, us. It's, it's, <laughs> I think, you know, one of the big issues is we're three weeks away from a pay-per-view. I think that they are only using people who are going to be on the pay-per-view 
And I think that's why we're getting like, well, that's weird. We're getting this again, or not like again, it's not a repeat, but we're getting like kind of something similar, right? I mean, we see Moxley at like three nights, three shows in a row is getting a match and we're happy to have him back, but like maybe give him a promo segment, right? Give him something else. Uh, don't give him double segments, right? And I think the same thing, I agree. And like, I think Malachi should be more special. And and, and I think obviously they're, they've been building this feud with him and Pac and, and maybe other things got in the way, like travel or COVID or something where Pac wasn't there all the time. And Ray Phoenix's injury kind of threw everything for a loop. Bro, but I, I would love to see this match at a pay-per-view, at Revolution. But this is my problem, is you, you're having these repeat people in matches, which is cool. But then you have someone like Andrade who can't get a match. Yeah. Why? I mean, like, I love Moxley. He's back. I'm excited. Awesome. That's the third in a row. Okay, now you, you're off the next week. And Andrade gets to wrestle. And then he wrestles, like, two weeks. And then he's off for a week. And Miro. You know what I mean? Like, rotate because... I'm an Andrade fan, and I don't remember his last match on TV. TV yeah, it, I don't. But I, you could say anything at this point. I would. I think, it was, I think it was a tag team match. Yeah. And I like but, his segments because they're trying to keep him like important by buying people. But at the same time, it's like show me why people would want to work for him. Mm-hmm. Don't do it in the backstage. Show me. Come out. Come out and buy someone. <laughs> like come out to the <laughs> ring and buy someone. Stop doing it with Instagram. When, when that comes on, when that comes on my screen, I don't care. I don't pay attention. It does not interest me in the slightest. Anything with the it's Matt Hardy stuff. To say it's the curse Andrade, of the Hardy's family office. Awful, just god awful. No one likes. No one cares for it. No one's saying, oh, "I can't wait to see what the the Matt Hardy segment is going to be this week on Dynamite." No one's saying that. No one is saying that. Even if they pre-announced it, no one cares. Just stop yeah. it. They'll bring back Jeff. It'll be a nice pop. That's fine. One night they can do that. For one stop night, with the people stuff care doing about now. the Hardy Boys. Yeah. One, one night, people care about them, and then they'll go away again. Mm-hmm. Now, last thing that I want to talk about before we get a little preview of what's to come on Rampage and Dynamite next week. So we had that segment with Hangman and Lance Archer. Now, quick thoughts. Jackie, I'll start with you. Do you think this segment worked? Because I know some people online said they didn't like it. Um, do does this get you more excited for the match that we're going to do next week in Atlantic City? Well, there was one component of that segment that you know that I can't stand. So uh, <laughs> that part of it, uh, like as, as soon as Lambert walked out, I was like, oh my God, here we go again. Um, I, I gotta say, I'm not over the moon excited for, for, for this feud. Uh <laughs> I think it's going to be a good filler. I think the match will be entertaining. It's a Texas death match. You know, it's going to be intense. Hangman's been having a lot of these like intense banger matches since he's, you know, got the championship. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Archer isn't going to win. So it's like, what's the incentive? You just had two matches with, you know, Brian Danielson where you're like, shit, like maybe, maybe Danielson will take it. Archer doesn't feel that way. So it's, you know, I'll give it the faith that the match will turn out to be entertaining, but am I excited about it? Not particularly. That's just my opinion. What about you, Kyle? Uh, it's not hitting for me at all. Nope. I, Night Sarger shouldn't be talking a, this guy is not really good, not hitting, not good at hitting me with promos and 
half the time I can't I can't hear a word he's saying. He's just snarling all the time. And just I don't know. I just I'm not excited for this world title match. To be honest, it just it's not doing anything for me. Sure. Now you guys get me so you get me so fucking excited to be there live next week. Let me tell you. Me. No, I'm telling my you. Like I think my guy, you just sat good, here. Like, you just sat here. I was like, this match. Not excited. Nobody's excited for it. Sorry, no, I am not excited for it. And say like, no. No, I mean I, I'm, not, I'm not either. I I just I couldn't I just couldn't care less about this feud. And it's probably gonna it probably be a really good match, and it'll shock me, sure. But I don't know. Just it, it, it to me at least it felt forced, like way too forced. Like he came back and they they shot him right into the world title picture. Why? Yeah, that that was odd. It just feels very very filler to me. Yeah, me too. What about you, Aaron? What do you think? This is a spot where you could put Andrade, and I hate keep going back to it, but like, how do you make how do you make a man feel like a star? Make him challenge for a title, and imagine a Hangman versus Andrade match, right? Imagine that. Mm-hmm. You don't need no stipulation. Shit mm-hmm. sells itself. Yep. Like I, I like Lance Archer. You're, but again, like you've put him in how many meaningful matches, and he always comes up short. So then you torpedo him to a title match where he's going to come up short because you're not going to change title on a random Wednesday night in a a broke man's Las Vegas in Atlantic city. Like you're not going to do that. So why? I I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. Like you want him to, it's another person that hangman can beat that he goes into a different bag of tricks and he uses his hardcore side, his more aggressive side. We see a different side of hangman page to show that he can prove to himself that he can beat anyone. Right. And that's cool. But at the same time, it's like you brought this guy back who was off. You put him in a match. It does feel forced, right? Everything kind of feels like it's filler. It screams filler. Maybe just me. I just like my world title feuds. If they're like there's a pay-per-view around the corner, I want more than just two weeks to book it. I want a more bigger story. I want something that's that's lasted a couple of If we're going to fill, if we are going to fill, why are you not using someone like an Andrade? Yeah. Why aren't you using someone like that, right? Why? I mean, I I get I do get Lance Archer is a, a mean looking dude and he's a he's an ass kicker, but you're gonna sit here and you're gonna tell me that this is sports, right? And 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 rankings matter and being there matters. So if someone just comes off to disable this for my starting team or my team, and you know we're going into Super Bowl, am I gonna start that guy after the one guy took me to the Super Bowl? Like. To me, like if Carson Wentz came back when Nick Foles took them to the Super Bowl, would you start Carson Wentz? No, you're going to roll with the hot hand. And it feels like Lance Archer came back and like you have all these great guys lined up and he just jumps them and gets the starting role in a main event. And you're like, why are you why are you here? You haven't beaten anyone to get here. You, know you have want, to. You know, you know what you should do next week? That's going to pop me. and It'll get me to be excited. At the end of that match, have Lance Archer beat the fuck out of Hangman Page for one, like two, like. An inch where Hangman is almost dead. Just beat the hell out of him because this is a Texas death match. Have Wardlow's music hit right after the match is done. And Wardlow just powerbomb the shit out of him while MGF watches to set up the title match at Revolution. If it happens at Revolution, like, I I mean, you what guys have made really, you guys made really, 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 oh, Carrie, that's good thinking. That's the way around it. The ratings, the 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 rankings reset. 
So when he came back, still though, that just them. them but, we're not idiots. We know what's going yeah, but, on. <laughs> but that's their loophole, right? It's a new season. Oh, I don't know. I hate that. I hate that. You guys that's did open my eyes. That's such a lazy way to book the title him into a title shot. I when hate you said, that. But when you said three weeks from a pay per view, and I looked, and we're like. Well, I mean, we're more than three weeks. We're like a month. Sorry. I don't count the go-home week because that's just but, like all promos for the pay-per-view. That's very telling that we don't know any of the matches because we thought it was going to be MJF versus Punk. Yeah. No, what, none what, of the title what, matches are booked for the pay-per-view. Like, there's no direction. What, ma- what, what match is booked for the pay-per-view? None. <laughs> Nothing. I don't think so. We might get Andrade and Darby, like Kerry said, because it kind of seems like he wants to buy Darby and... That's probably leading to a feud with him, but like, there's none again. There's and, no direction with any that, of the titles. None. That's again. So that's fine, right? Exactly. Uh, if you're gonna actually make this payoff with Andrade versus Darby, which will probably steal a show, <laughs> okay. But show me you're getting there. Like this week, it was unnecessary because it's like, did you talk to Darby? No. Okay, then why the fuck are we having this conversation? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it was just- man. It was just, uh, yeah. I, I think that's gotta be, that's yeah. gotta be your next rant on wrestling. I mean, if you weren't taking when I, yeah, when I get off, back, well, yeah. when I get back, you know, in a month. Hi, my name's No, Kyle. I mean, like when you get back in a month, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> I'm here to read off. Friday of... will be in a promo, like you know, like a I'll good just host the show and I'll then. just read off whatever you text me. <laughs> yeah, I got, it'll just be our live text every day when we're bitching and complaining. <laughs> so now, preview what what is to come this week, guys. Don't know. On Rampage, we have Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. We're finally getting a match between these two. We have Ricky yeah. Starks versus Jay Lethal for the FTW title. We oh, have a man. match that was announced on Dynamite this week. And, you know, <laughs> in regards to Adam Cole's a segment that we didn't get into, where he was basically saying he's going after the world title now. Um, which, so it's Adam Cole versus Eva Uno. And then we have Isaiah Cassidy versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. And if you want a little bit of extra, Go on Isaiah Cassidy's Twitter and see all the stuff he's doing <laughs> with teasing Sammy Guevara. Oh, my with, God. Uh, turning his display picture to Ty Conti and saying he's going to take her from him and all this stuff. So that's pretty cool. I love my boy Isaiah for that. That was That's priceless. That's fantastic. I love I love that Isaiah Cassidy is now stealing Phil's gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then next week at the big show that Ant is going to be at. So oh, yeah. At the AEW show. In Atlantic City, you big see Amp come up to him, say hello. Uh, we have Hangman versus Lance Archer in a Texas death match. And we have the segment that everybody can't wait for is the Inner Circle team meeting, which can't wait. Whatever. Fucking yeah. oh, is Adam, and Adam Cole and please, Uno. Eddie Kingston, please save that segment. Adam Cole and Evil Uno's next week on Dynamite, right? No, no that's it's on Rampage. It's on Rampage. Well, oh, maybe that's the world title match right there. Maybe it's Hangman versus Adam Cole. Maybe, maybe they're starting to build Adam Cole up, but it's it's definitely something. We can, I mean, hopefully, like, because he beats evil Uno. No, well, he, he well, runs evil through some of his dark order. order friends, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know, but it's like <laughs> such a weird way to start it. Hey, they just <laughs> gave they just gave Lance Archer a title shot because the record. I mean, Brian Danielson just did the same thing in reality. If we're thinking, well, about I, exactly. So order. let's not repeat it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's something to look forward to. But before we get out of here, a reminder. If you guys want to follow us, if you want to support us, it's patreon.com slash elite POV where we get great shows like Top Girl Talk. Um, and then we have our merch, which is elite POV merch.com. Get some great designs. We're still working out some new designs for you guys. 
you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Elite POV. On Twitter, Instagram, on TikTok, it's Elite POV Clips. If you want to follow me, it's at Philium Elite. Jackie, let them know where they can follow you. You can follow me on Twitter at LoveYouMake24 and on Instagram at JacksTheDrawPOV. Uh, and let them know where they can follow you. They've told you don't want people to follow you. Don't have a Twitter anymore because I'm on break. <laughs> so um, follow all everyone here. And if I have something important to say, I'll say it on, on the show. So make sure you tune on, tune in, tune on, whatever. Um, Saturday, <laughs> we have Good Morning Elite. We're going to have our, our, our friend of the show. Jermaine, Jermaine will be on. Um, best in the world, Jermaine. The best in the world, and you can be on the show if you join the best in the world tier. You'll be on the show on Saturdays. Um, you'll get an invite to one. And I do want to say that since I'm not um, doing rant on wrestling, when we came back, we kind of had we had an inner circle meeting ourselves last week. Um, we're not kicking anyone out. Maybe, maybe me. But Phil and Phil had brought up, why don't we do rant on wrestling live? For the Patreons, I give you guys a YouTube link. You come, I'm talking, and you guys are chatting with me about that topic. I'll read off your comments. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll answer your questions, and I feel like it's a really fun dynamic that we can make ran on wrestling even more interactive. And I can see other people's point of views, and then it will be on YouTube like a couple of days or a week later. So that is what to look out for when I get back. I'm not going to be on the shows next week at all. Um, the next week. Following that is up in the air. I have to move my whole life from here to my new home. And then I have to start building a studio. So it's going to be a very busy couple weeks. But yeah, everybody congratulate Ant in the chat Thank for you. that. Because that's uh, that's good news. Finally. <laughs> and then Kyle, let them know where they can follow you and everything that you got going on with the EFED stuff. I quit social media. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, I'm, I, you can follow me at All Elite Kyle on Twitter. Um, DJ, why I either tweet about AEW or Star Wars right now because Book of Boba Fett is the greatest show on the planet right now. And me and uh, Phil were actually talking about theories before the show. So if you guys are Star Wars fans and you want to talk Book of Boba Fett, shoot me a DM. I'm free anytime to talk about Book of Boba Fett. So hit me up there. Um, but yeah, um, EFED guys, and you guys have heard me talk about it for a couple of shows now. Myself and Anne have combined our E Federation companies under one roof. We have one E Federation all. God, I was going to say All Elite Wrestling. Alliance Wrestling Federation. Um, so basically, if you guys don't know what an EFED is, myself and Ant commentate over a simulated game. We're going to use 2K19 now. We're going to use 2K22 when it comes out. Uh, your creative wrestlers come to life. You guys can create your own wrestlers. We create them. We draft two shows. We're going to commentate. There's titles. It's everything. It's, it's literally a... You can upgrade. You go from rags yeah. to riches. You start at the lowest. You can upgrade your character it's by the watching best. the stream. And, and betting betting fake coin on the matches. Promos. So basically, if you want to be a professional wrestler without actually being a professional wrestler, join, join us. us. <laughs> Follow us on so Twitter. It's a lot at, of fun. Yeah, at AWF underscore EFED. There is a link in the uh, bio that you can click on to sign up for our next season, um, which is coming up in March. So uh, we're going to have one last event, one last 2K19 event that later on this month. And then we're going to just, me and Anna are going to, we're going to go hard for one week in March and just build everything. So, um, yes, Book of Boba Fett is such good shit. Because Jackie oh, loves God. Great when I do this voice. Thanks a lot. But that's and about it, guys. Thing, and one last thing that I forgot to mention. So, YouTube.com slash Elite POV. Uh, yeah, we put up that clip of me doing the house, I mean, a class film or whatever. Uh, 
class time with Philium, whatever the fuck I called it. Uh, so if you guys want to see more short, like comment, like uh, content like that, where we take like a clip from the show, give you like a little five under ten minute segment. Let us know if that's something you're interested in. Um, is top top girl talk episode three is up there right now? I'm no, it it drops Friday uh, by the uh, by the end of the week. Yeah, top yeah girl So talk by the end of the week tomorrow. Talk. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting it up tonight. It'll be up tonight, everyone. All right. So Ooh, tonight, as you're listening to this surprised. on Thursday live, uh, Twitch.tv slash Sleep POV. Um, yeah, so Top Girl Talk will be up there. Uh, so similar to Random Wrestling, we are going to be in the process of making Top Girl Talk live for Patreons. We're kind of trying to figure that stuff out. But this is where we said, like, this year, we're really going to start to kind of build on the great stuff that we had going in the last few months of 2021 and really start to kind of make it even better in these first few months of 2022. So patreon.com slash elite if you want to support us there. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of Elite P-O-V. Oh, and remember, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. We'll see you later.